This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these. Every old night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have not. Trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notes. And I'll see you at another time. Singing if you know it, gang. This highway does not know my name. And I don't care. No, I do. Not even care. Headed my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live. The not-so-live variety from the low-budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. And this is the podcast for Monday, January the 22nd, you bunch of lowlifers. Hope all of you are doing well out there. And if you're wondering why I'm calling you a lowlifer and you took that as an insult, well, you know what? Maybe the lowlife's not for you. But lowlifers are what uh, the fine, fine, fine supporters and listeners of this program refer to themselves as and and if you're just if you you find yourself here you're now a lowlifer so uh, i apologize and i welcome you with open arms um it's cold it's cold in tennessee it's cold all over the south i think it's colder here than it is up north it's insane we got uh, last last week on the bill taylor episode I mentioned in the intro that uh, we were we were getting some snow right then as i recorded that and now as i sit here the weather has impacted so many things in my life, but it is, uh, we have eight inches of freaking snow on the ground. That's the most 
that I've ever seen in my in my existence here in Tennessee in four years on planet Earth. Ridiculous. Hasn't been above freezing. It's not going anywhere. And uh, I'm ready for it to go somewhere. Even though, even though me and the kids, we've had a uh, we had a really like so many of y'all have seen on social media. We, it brings out your inner child. And it brings out that uh, it brings the redneck to the max. And I've not posted really that much this week from what we've been doing. But man, we've been we've been dragging boogie boards from the beach. We've been uh, anything that we could get behind a side by side, anything we can make a sled out of. We've done it. We've done it, and then I was able to to find uh, uh, this really cool sled for the kids to pull behind the side by side. I went to True Value Hardware. I braved the elements, and they got a truck that unloaded right when I got there. Shout out True Value in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, and I was able to to acquire this this amazing amazing piece of snow history in our family that. Uh, my kids have said it's the greatest time they've ever had. And we've been pulling that thing down our road. We've we've almost taken out mailboxes. The children have almost hit trees. I almost threw one of my children off a bluff, but it's okay. Everybody survived. And uh and and it's memories, man. It's memories. So ready for it to go though, for sure. Uh I recording uh, I am recording this uh a couple days. I normally record on Sundays, y'all know that for the most part, and for the Monday show. And uh this having to do this on Friday actually. Supposed to be at the Alabama Bass Trail right now down at Logan Martin. We are we Kay and her team, John, they made the decision to push the event to Sunday, single day event. Somebody's still gonna take home twenty five thousand uh, dollars. as as you were listening to this, we will know who won that. Um crazy good field. I can't wait. But temperatures are stupid on uh on saturday for the event so she pushed to sunday i'm not going to be home till late on sunday and uh that led me to record today so i don't know anything about the abt so if some exciting fishing information happens besides like this guy's going to this company and that guy's going to this company or youtubers fighting or all the you know the typical goings on if something crazy happens i'm probably not gonna get to talk about it till the next week it is what it is uh, and, and in these days, you never know these days, there's always something crazy going on, but, uh, I'm going to go down, got to go to Logan Martin and freeze for sure. Um, and I, I mentioned last week, we've got a new sponsor for the show, Gill fishing, and I've been waiting patiently. Gill got me a shipment out for some great cold weather gear. And, and I know I got some UPS and FedEx drivers that listen to this and I get that y'all can't get out and about, but this stuff is stuck stuck in a hub somewhere that tried to overnight it this weather's got everything screwed up so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh layer up with some walmart gear or something down there at the abt but i've got a heated vest i got all kind of stuff but it's gonna be 15 at blast off i've got to do the boat launch i'm gonna be frozen it's gonna be crazy um i hope that as you're listening to this though that you did watch us and watch me freeze <laughs> on sunday morning but uh recording early this week because of this crazy crazy weather Got a great guest today, somebody that I'm really looking forward to talking to. We talked to him last year, kind of late in the year, but then he did some very big things. So we're going to talk to him. The dust has kind of settled. He's got some big announcements, some exciting changes, and we're going to get with him in just a minute. Got to thank the sponsors, though, that make all this possible. And I know every podcast you listen to, every podcast I listen to, they do their ad reads. It's very important. I can't state this enough. Support the companies that support the things you enjoy. 
It's very important because I don't take it lightly that people like the low lifers tune in each and every week. I don't take that lightly at all. And I don't take it lightly that companies see a value in partnering with low budget live going into our seventh year. This is uh, it's a lot, a lot, you know, it's, it's a matter of pride for me. It's very cool. And, uh, and that's all thanks to you low lifers, but gill fishing, gill fishing, absolutely some of the best gear that you can wear on and off the water and it looks good i mean get on their website check everything out if you've got a local dealer go visit them and if you got a local dealer that's not carrying it tell them tell them, hey man this this guy this low lifer he tells me about gill and i want to i want to check it out in person but the rain suits are fantastic they're layering gear their gloves their boots you name it this company was really built around uh competition sailing okay which is you know that competition goes down in some crazy elements obviously and we've adapted a lot of this to the fishing world uh but again great looking gear on and off the water i promise you the triple threat is grateful that i am working with a clothing company like gill so i can get rid of some of the uh some of the stuff that i've been wearing around for several years so uh very proud to partner with them and as i mentioned last week there are going to be some very special offers specifically for low lifers very soon can't wait to share those my mic just cut out i might need to buy with these sponsors i might need to get a new uh, mic cable at some point been rocking this busted one for a while and i've only got like 40 in here uh but gill fishing some very special offers coming very soon for low lifers pro guide batteries they're one of those they got that they got that code for you low lifers lbl10 at pro on proguidebatteries.com is going to save you money on some of the best batteries in the game whether that's agm whether that's the lithium line they've got it in stock the lithium cranking batteries they got it going on they've been in the battery business for over 30 years check them out proguidebatteries.com i've ran a combination of the agm and the lithium trolling motor batteries over the last couple years but i'm telling you right now i'm going all lithium this year and i can't wait to see how that express runs with those lithiums side to side in that bad boy go check them out proguidebatteries.com bait-works.com baitworks.com your online tackle retailer resource they got it up there in springfield missouri you hit submit order and somebody's gonna maybe not this week because of the weather but somebody's gonna bring it to you very quick i've said this for many 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 episodes but uh if you're trying to like time out this order okay when we'll hit this because my wife's gonna be out of town don't do that because they might meet her walking up the driveway with all your tackle needs bait-wrx.com it is the only place online online exclusive that you can get this little this little gem right here the lob power finesse jig and we are as we approach february and march we're getting into that early pre-spawn deal this dude right here will play trust me it gets lots of bites it's got the three alt custom trocar hook the finer than frog hair skirt material that we came up with and i'm very proud of how it turned out three eighths and a half we have it in six amazing actually seven fish catching colors i can't count and coming soon a special bassmaster classic release that we're working on i'm supposed to see samples this week i cannot wait the lob jig available at bait-works.com online exclusively use code duncan-10 to save you money duncan-10 let them know you're a low lifer and last but not least hang the imaginary banner right here 
it's it's over here somewhere. Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas, the first ever, the OGs, the OGs, the original all welded aluminum bass boat, the first ever aluminum bass boat to take a Bassmaster Classic trophy for a victory lap around an arena. They got blue trophies stacked up in that office there in Hot Springs. 96-inch beam on the X-21. 250 Yamaha show mounted to the bad boy. One of the best hole shots in the game. Tackle storage for days. Super stable ride. Handles all conditions. Cannot say enough good things about it, but if you're if you're not in the market for a 21, maybe look at the X-19. Maybe look at their H-17. Maybe you live in a market where you're like, hey, dude, I don't need a bass boat. I need a multi-species rig. Check out one of their bay boats. Number one bay boat in America, 21-footer. Go check it out. You will absolutely love it. Go find a dealer. Go to a boat show right now. Get out and about. Support all these boat companies in this time, man. And I and I know, obviously, I partner with Express, but, but uh, in this economy, get out and about. Go see these folks. Go see these boat dealers. Boat shows are happening now. You got cabin fever. The weather's bad. Get out there and see them. But go, uh, go out, at least pretend you're driving one in an expo center and let me know. Absolutely let me know what you think about it. Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. All right. We are uh, we are moving on. We are moving on. I got uh, got some text messages there from our guests. Uh, but we are, uh, we are cooking. Um, I wanted to say, too, real quick, East Tennessee Fishing Show, Knoxville, Tennessee. I am going to be there, not, not in a like a designated spot or anything, but I'm going to be there Friday and Saturday of this coming week. East Tennessee Fishing Show, Knoxville, Tennessee. Going to be running around there for a couple days. I think a lot of other people that y'all may know, all you lowlifers, will be running around that show, too. So come say hi if you see me. Stop me there and uh, and let's chat it up. But I'm going to be there um, Friday all day pretty much and Saturday for most of the day. So um, come check it out. It's it's a spectacle, that East Tennessee Fishing Show. been going on a long time. Come come check it out. Visit, again, that's like I'm saying about the boat shows. Come out. Visit the tackle stores by the that are there, and, and there will be boat dealerships there as well. Um, come check it out. It's a great show. Knoxville, Tennessee, I believe. The Let me look at the day. I think it's like – 26th and 27th of the dates i'll be there i think it runs thursday to sunday but come say hey east tennessee fishing show uh real quick before we we get into things i read that uh, a couple college teams got dq'd down the mlflw college event uh, i believe is on toho the university of montevallo they actually finished third in this t- in this deal and they got dq'd it's a bummer Kind of an inadvertent deal, uh, but the rule states an Alabama rig rule. Mm, let's see. I have like a womp, 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 womp. Hang on. Let me see what I got. Hang on a second. An Alabama rig rule. Yeah, I, I'm very opinionated on that because I like throwing an Alabama rig, and I know people get all up in arms. They're like, Whoa! especially they, they, they got on that bag before they got on the uh, – the Ford facing sonar hating thing, but I do find it funny that you can use Fort facing and 360 and and you can all but you know uh, see what a bass has been eating. Like you can see inside of them like an X-ray now, but it's like, hey man, you can only use you can use an Alabama rig, but you can only use three hooks. So I'm I'm assuming, and again that these uh, these young men had a couple extra hooks on there, or it, or it says f- only five wires, so maybe they had other wires. 
I don't know. Uh, but there were a couple teams that got DQ'd, and it sucks. One of them finished third. They got booted. Uh, but one of their fellow uh, Easton uh, uh, Fothergill that we've had on the show um, actually bumped up into third. He actually led that event the first day. But um, too bad, man. It's just it's it, it that sucks. And uh, you got to read your rules, kids. But uh, I'm saying let's just bring it back. Let's run it back, as they say. Let's bring the Alabama rig back. Or or and so there's no risk of things like this happening. Uh, just ban it straight up or. Let them let them sling it, man. If they want to, they want to choo choo train it. They want to have nineteen of them. I'm for it. Let's do it. Just pew. you got to have a musky rod to throw that that bitch in there, and a you know reel that looks like you're cranking swordfish. I'm good with it. Whatever. Let's go. No holds barred. Entertain me. Catch them. Let's freaking go. Uh, and I know so many of y'all are opinionated on the Alabama rig. Dude, it's not as effective as it once was. Million percent, it's just not. Uh, kind of like forward facing song. fish get used to things, and that thing was dynamite when it first came out. And now it's just another tool in the tackle box. So I'd like to see it. Uh, let's run it back. Let's bring it back. Um, but slow news week when we're, we got to talk about that. That's for damn sure. But we're, tournaments are coming back. They're coming back. We're almost there. NPFL and BPT kick off here pretty soon. NPFL at Logan Martin, and then BPT at Toledo Bend. Very, you know, early in the year tournament for both of those fisheries that are both Texas on the Texas Louisiana line with Toledo Bend and Logan Martin right now, where um, I've been this past weekend. If you're listening to this, frozen tundra right now too. So these these events are going to be uh, very interesting. I think it's supposed to warm up between now and those events, uh, but but certainly going to be interesting to see those kind of late winter very very early 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 pre-spawn events also if you hear a dog in the background low budget live uh if you hear a dog howling and being being crazy it's goose it's goose the big fat white lab goose uh because it's so cold i have made him a makeshift he's got a big just kingdom in the yard and uh heated doghouse and all that but dude it's just been so brutal Got him a little makeshift kennel because you can't let him run loose in the garage or in the house because he'll just destroy it because he's a big dumb animal that I love very much. But he, uh, I got him a makeshift and he's under, like right under the bar and grill and he hears me and he's like, I don't know why we aren't playing in the snow because he does very much like the snow. But I got him set up with a heater. He's living his best life. But right now he's listening to me and losing his absolute downstairs. Uh, so I apologize if you hear a dog howling. <laughs> he's, he's like, why are we doing this? Uh, shout out, Goose. Shout out, Goose. All right. Great guest. Uh, we're going to bring him on now. He is your 2023 Bassmaster Elite Series Angler of the Year. He's everywhere. Uh, something I want to talk to him about. I rarely get on social media. This dude is not doesn't pop up very quick, either through one of his sponsors uh, through somebody sharing one of his videos, through one of his own videos. He works, him and his wife, they work very, very, very hard, very hard. Uh, and he has since he's been in this game, which is a very short period of time. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk to him right now. Kyle Welcher. All right, as promised, here he is. The 2023 Bassmaster Elite C- Series Angler of the Year. New daddy. He's got a lot going on. Kyle Welcher, welcome back to Low Budget Live. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You know, it's been a 
I always kind of chuckle whenever people say off season, you know, but you hear that <laughs> yeah. a lot. It is, it has been a completely different off season this time, but it's all for the better. That's, that's without a doubt. Well, I, you know, dude, when I was doing my prep for this, it's so crazy to me to even introduce you as angler of the year. And what I mean by that is you just haven't been around a long time. Like you're not one of these dudes that, it, you're not 15 years into this career, which we've seen. It takes that long for some people to ever achieve that. Dude, you're, you know, basically four seasons, AOI. You've been top 10 AOI. Like you, dude, it, do you, now that you've had time to reflect on that, being your age, you've got that one of the most prestigious trophies in the sport. Like, does it, are you taken back by it or you just, you just want more? Like, what's your mindset? You know, all year is kind of one of those things that I wanted more than anything else in the world. Like it was, I would say after about four or five tournaments, whenever you're in the running, it's all you want. And then after St. Clair having, you know, a, a month break and then two more tournaments, like it's all you think about all day, every single day. And I won it. And it was a huge amount of relief and it was awesome. And I'm super, super proud of it. It's my biggest accomplishment in my entire life other than, making a beautiful baby boy, but you know, it didn't, the itch didn't go away, you know, like there's, yeah. de you definitely want more, you know, and it's, it's really cool. And I would say from the time, the last tournament until the schedule was announced, that was the time where, where we was kind of enjoying it and just kind of hanging out with friends and family and stuff. But as soon as the schedule was announced, it's a, uh, you know, sometimes you just forget that you even won that. You just so, thinking about next year you know so that's definitely after the season has started we just you want more you know you got to back it up the, like i qualified for the classic next year everything that i've done this year doesn't help me at all in 2024 so i mean it's a clean slate like you got to keep qualifying for the classic and keep you know making waves so i'm i want more for sure well, and you hear that you got to have, I mean, on, on the good and bad efficient, you got to have short-term memory, right? Like you got to forget right. the bad ones, but you also got to forget the good ones because with fishing, that momentum can go away. I mean, we know that, but, but it's always interesting when I interview somebody that either just won their first tournament or first angler of the year, you, you hear that it's almost like that attitude change of, okay, well now I know what that's like. And I'm trying to get me some more of that. It's it, it, I see it on this show for seven years, man. And it's like this, it's this little difference that you start seeing in people that figure out, Hey, cause it's confidence, right? I mean, you're like, I can do this now. I can beat the best in the world and be the best for an entire season. Like I'm here to stay. That's got to feel really good. Yeah. And confidence is a fluid thing, you know, like there's ultra confident people, but they're not ultra confident. 365 days a year that's just how it is like you 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 take some hits to the chin you know like that's just how it is and you know the that's why momentum is so big in this sport because and like you can be more confident than ever just for stringing together a couple good tournaments and then not second guessing so I, I hope we still got a little bit of the momentum left and be high you know on the on the confidence level going into you know well, Logan Martin and then Toledo Ben and then Lake Fork. So, I mean, it does feel really, really good to kind of harness that. Because, I mean, while it's happening, you can still overthink it. But, I mean, you kind of just make a decision on where you're going to start for the tournament and then turn your brain off for the rest of the day. And then you just kind of go where you go 
like instinctually. And that's what happens whenever you're really confident and not second guessing yourself is like, I may start out cranking a bluff with a DT six. And then, I mean, do it for 10 minutes. I'm like, I think we should go do this, you know, and it, and it works. And that's what happens whenever you're confident is you just, you just kind of harness that. It's almost subconscious decision-making on the water. Yes. And, and it's, there's nothing you can do to, to force it. It just kind of has to come to you and then you capitalize on it. And that's, that happened a lot this year. And I'm looking back on it, you know, whenever you look back on the season, so many things had to go right that it almost feels like something impossible happened. But when when you're in the moment, it just feels so natural, you know, and that's reflecting on it. It doesn't feel natural. It feels different. But while you're doing it, it just feels like, you know, just really natural and what you're there for, you know? that that's too cool man it's almost like it is supernatural right like people get on these runs and it's like where what is causing it why did i pull over to this log and all of a sudden there's a five pounder there where i didn't get a bike doing this kind of thing in practice but you're making those decisions we see that whether it's people that win tournaments or put together you know a, a crazy run like you did in 23 and and obviously like your your gambling background i gotta ask you this because this is this is uh very very pertinent. You mentioned Logan Martin and the Kyle Welcher story, but you decided to add more events as that poker player. Like you get on that hot streak. Is that why you, I mean, do you you just want more opportunities to win in 2024? Is that the mindset? Stay even sharper, add more events with the MPFL. And I know you did a video on this, but for the low lifers, what kind of led you? Because look, having a baby on the road things. I mean, obviously life has changed, with yep. the angler, angler of the year win, you didn't. You don't have to do that, right? Like I'm sure your right. sponsor relationships are better than ever. You just announced a big change, but kind of walk us through that decision to end up on that MPFL roster. So, the people that live around me know, and I've, I said this in my video. I might just pop up at any tournament. You know, like doesn't matter. It might be on Lake Martin, maybe on Lake Jordan, maybe on West Point. You follow. I might just pop up. There might be four boats there, and I'm one of them. But that's what I do when I come home is I fish, you know, like I love to fish. I love to fish tournaments. I like the competitive advantage. I mean, the the competitive environment. I like the time constraints because that's what motivates me. Like any, anything I go out there fishing and crush them sometimes, you know, on a Tuesday. And it's like, but can you do it when, when, when you're in the time constraint and, you know, you feel the time ticking away and you've got two, can you still fish free and make those decisions? And that's what I like. And I feel like the more that you're in that environment, the more comfortable you get and the more not relaxed, because I'm not I'm not ever going to be relaxed in, in, a, in a competitive environment. But the more confident you get in yourself and your pace that you need to go at to make the adjustments. So I've been looking at the MPFL for probably since the first year. And I want to say every single year there's been a conflict with, you know, another elite. And I know Patrick has fished them, and I think Jason Williamson fished, fished mm-hmm. them one year. And, you know, Patrick has had to miss a, one MPFL almost every single year. I never really wanted to pay the entry fee and not be able to go, you know, like <laughs> just, just personally. So this year, the schedule came out. Schedule's perfect for the, for the elites. Like, we have one before the season starts and three after our season's done, and the other two are, like, perfectly placed. For us, like I'm going to be on Murray in the very next week. We got an MPFL with Hartwell. Like I just literally got to drive up the road. So the schedule kind of kind of just set up perfectly. And I've been watching the MPFL for a long time. And I I like the fishing for three days. 
to me, I, I really, really like that. Before any money's handed out, you got to compete for three days. Yes. And that, to me, that's another element of you got to be on your game that much longer because you see it on the elites. Guys go have, you know, one good day and then kind of hang on on day two. And then, and then they make their 10 grand check. And on day three, they don't care. They go bomb, you know. And it's just another day of that intensity because, you know, day one and day two on the elites is a different intensity level than day three because you're getting paid already. You know, so now we got three days of the intensity. And, and I really, really like that because that's what motivates me to to do those crazy things and to, and to stay focused for, for longer. So I really like the MPFL and, and the schedule is what made me want to take the leap this year. That, that's awesome, man. And I, I do love and, and a lot of our anglers, it's kind of a mixed bag. You know, obviously, I've been been working there since the beginning and some guys like fishing all three days because of what you're mentioning. Some like, Hey, if I'm out of it, I want to just go home. And I, and I get that too. Right. Like if you know, but, but man, it is, it's always impressive to me. Some of the events we've had, when you start looking at the check line, especially year one, I remember going to like Wright Patman and dude, you had to stand on like 16 pounds a day for three straight days to get paid, to get the bottom check. And it's like, dude, that's freaking catching them. Like, Three days of just going round robin in this little Texas lake, everybody flipping the same dang bush. And I'm like, dude, that's catching them. Like you, that, but it's a pressure cooker. And you watch, you know, Fat Cat Nine Studio getting to watch the, the standings change on that last day on the showdown Saturdays. It's always amazing because you're like, ah, well, this dude's just guaranteed a check, but there's no guarantees when everybody's out there, things change and you got to mash on them for three days, man. And so I do, it makes them unique. It does set them apart that they don't have a cut. And, uh, and I like, I like that you said that it's, it's, uh, now it's hard covering it. I won't lie. When you got 127 out there on day three and you're like going through the way live tracker and you're trying to see who's making jumps and all that, but you know, it's, uh, it's part of the fun too. So I think you'll really enjoy it. And, and you've got a lot of, you don't live just too awful far from Logan Martin. I feel like kicking off the year on a place that you know a little bit, uh, you're probably looking forward to that too. Yeah, I haven't fished Logan like at all in the past probably four years. I don't think I've even seen the lake, maybe longer than that. Probably probably since like 2017, I don't know if I've even fished Logan Martin at all. And I've heard it's not quite as good as it used to be, but uh, it used to be stupid good. So... Not quite as good as it was in 2010. It's still pretty dang good, you know. So, I mean, I fished there quite a bit when I went to UAB. That was the the lake that I went to the most. And then, but that was in the, you know, I fished there in January maybe like once or twice, you know, like <laughs> or February. So, fished there some club tournaments, and I fished an open there one time in May. But, uh, you know, not a not a ton of experience in the past, like I said five, six, seven years, but I, I have, I know how to ride around there and I know some, I got some history of some areas where I've caught them good in the past anyways, but the great equalizer is the winter storms. So who, <laughs> who knows, man, like it could, it could be, and the Coosa river spots, man, are wild. Like they could be dang near eating a buzz bait or you could be dragging a Ned rig praying for a bite. Like it's them Coosa river spots kind of got a mind of their own and the water temp. I don't think it's high on their priority list to make them want to eat. Sometimes they bite if it's 40 and sometimes they don't bite if it's 60. Like it's, it, they're, they're just kind of a weird species, but they're really, really fun to, to try to figure out. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, it's so funny talking about water temperature. I remember being in a BFL one time as a co-angler with a guy on a Coosa. Water temperature's in the 40s and he was catching them on a spook. I yeah, will, I will yeah. never, and I'm going, 
what? And, and, you know, I'm just a kid dragging out my shaky heads and all that in the back, trying to get a bite. And this guy's up here on a bar catching them on a dang spook, dude. I would have never. And he told me at the meeting, he goes, I'm going to be throwing some top water. I'm going to kind of blow your mind tomorrow. And I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> and he called him on a spook. He did. He, he And he called him pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. I'll never forget that as long as I live. So, no, you're right. They can go from zero to 60 pretty quick, regardless of the water temp sometimes. Uh, I, as we record this, I've got Alabama Bass Trail will have already passed when people are watching this. But as we record, I haven't headed down there yet. I got eight inches of snow on the ground in Tennessee. And we've had a decent winter until really the last like seven, eight days. And like you're saying, I mean, what's that going to do? You're going to see shad kills in the next you know, few days. I got a feeling. Um, I just wondered, and again, I'll, I'll know more after the ABT this weekend, kind of what things are looking at. But I've seen guys posting videos of Logan frozen in places like the creeks. I mean, what does that do? Is it, does it drive them deep or are you still going to be a get a bite shallow? Like, I don't even know how you approach that headed into that NPFL. Yeah, that, that is, that's going to be interesting. I, I, I'd like to, I'd like to think our water temp is going to rise a little bit because extended forecast has it getting a good bit warmer. Yes. But like the lake that's right beside my house, two weeks ago, the water temp was 51 or 52. And I went out yesterday and it was 51 and a half to 52 and a half. And really? we, I, it, it was like 17 two days ago. And the water temp literally did not drop at all. Okay. So, I mean, somehow that happened. And I mean, 52 is plenty warm. Like, yeah, that's doable. Yeah. <laughs> that's doable like, for I'm sure the, the Coosa River gets a lot more current. So I'm sure it'll be four or five degrees colder. But, but as long as it's not... 42 you're gonna catch some you know like high 40s that i don't feel like that really even makes you have to slow down that much personally but (laughs) when you get down there below 45 44 43 and i've almost never fished colder than 43 or 40 i've seen i've seen 42 one time ever because like it just don't usually get that cold down here so i mean it's going to be a weird a, a weird couple of weeks on logan for sure no doubt about it, man. I, I fished a BFL, no, excuse me, an Alabama Bass Trail. Her first the inaugural tournament was on Gunnersville, February 2013, me and a buddy of mine, and we broke ice in Seabold Creek in practice. Coldest I've ever been. Everybody's mad at Kay, cussing Kay. Why are we having this dang tournament? And the water, when we blasted off that morning, was 38 degrees out of the state park and it took 32 to win son and i got me one bite all day long and i was proud to have it <laughs> unbelievable i couldn't slow down enough man but yeah uh, two buddies of mine they caught they called a 10 pounder they had 32 pounds and it's still her single day like her weight record is 32 pounds biggest bags ever been weighed in an abt first ever tournament coldest one she's ever had i mean never got out of the 20s all day long it's miserable man and i'll never forget pulling up and catching one we caught like the three or four pounder second or third cast tops and never had another bite the rest of the day. <laughs> and that cold miserable dude. The, the good thing about the cold like that though, is usually you're not catching them 12 inches. That's I right. Don't know, I don't know what happens, but may you go down the bank and you're, you're catching a ton of 12 inches, hoping for a three pounder this time of year. When you get a bite, you can usually weigh it in. And that's, that's kind right. Of, that's what keeps you focused this time of year. No doubt about it, dude. No, you're you're dead on with that. And I and you see that across the country, right? Like the the worst, the cold before the uh, OH Ivy explosion. That was after that polar vortex when all that stuff went down. It was like the colder it got, 
and and the abnormal cold it just made it better all those giants were just eating like it was it was crazy and you're seeing that on social media right now they're starting to stack them up again as they're in this polar vortex excuse me polar vortex whatever that even means um dude you're, you're talking about running around and i know you fish fast i watch your videos like you you are a dock skipping, frog skipping. You swim bait like you chatter bait, and you're going to burn down the damn bank swimming a jig. But last year I had you on right before, I believe it was St. Clair. We were talking about AOI, and you were in, you had took the driver's seat, and we were talking about how you had adapted the forward facing stuff because you have to, like you have to, to survive. And then you have a great one at uh, St. Lawrence River, and you're primarily, you know, utilizing that. Do you, can you kind of, is, are you tying those two together more, the shallow and the forward facing? I mean, do you feel like your fishing style is changing as you, you kind of get a foothold in here after this angler of the year? Are you, are you changing the way you fish a little bit? So with forward facing sonar in the South, it's actually allowing me to spend less time offshore because I've always fished offshore a good bit, you know, throughout the year I'll have, you know, seven or eight places I want to hit. It used to take me six or seven casts to touch the brush pile. Now I pull up, it takes me four casts. And before I make one cast, I don't have many's in it. You know, so it's, if anything, it's making me have to fish offshore way more efficiently, but probably less time, except for whenever they're actually, the majority of the fish are out there. And that's the thing about being a professional angler. You have to fish where the majority of the fish are in their migration. Mm-hmm. If they're chasing bait, you better be on them. You know, if, if they're trying to spawn on stumps, you probably ought to be fishing stumps that they're spawning on. So for me, I'm mixing it in, but I would say for the most part, it makes me able to grind on the bank longer because I can fish offshore so much more efficiently. And it, it also depends on the lake, like like where you go. The lakes that I live on, a lot of times I go out and I live scope in the middle of the day whenever the bite's kind of tough or I live scope whenever the I, I know there's not many on the bank the water's ultra clear they're doing this or doing that like I, I use it a lot whenever I feel like I need to but still it's not my preferred way to fish but being a professional angler we don't have a choice if we do it or not it's just how much do you actually implement it and I'm trying to find that line where it, it helps and you can still fish your strengths because I qualified for the elites with, with without it I fished my first year without it, you know, like it's not how I grew up fishing. So I don't want to get too far away from, you know, kind of my background, but at the same time, you're stupid if you don't, you know, incorporate the new technology. So I'm kind of trying to find that line and not go completely all in, but also utilize it to the best of my abilities. And I mean, you know, good as I do any lake in the, any lake there is, there's not that many great offshore places. Like there's, they're, they're not they're not unlimited so being able to fish those like like if you if you can catch some shallow and then you need to go offshore for a little bit of time being able to fish those way faster and more efficiently than you were before that's a huge advantage so mm-hmm. i still i still mix it in and that's what we're going to do this year i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely mix it in i actually change a lot of things on my boat to help with forward facing sonar for this year and you know Hopefully, hopefully it pays off because we've got a few tournaments this year where you're going to have you, you just have to mix it in. I feel like in every single tournament this year, with the exception of maybe the couple of Florida ones, I mean, it's going to be pretty much a forward facing sonar deal. Like if you if you catch some off the bank, those are the bonus fish now, you know. 
No doubt about it. No, I, I, I agree. And it's all shifting and changing. And uh, are you one of the guys, are you running multiple transducers? Is that what we're going to see on the Welcher rig, the icon this year? You know, I just didn't see the purpose for it. You know, like I, I understand it, but like I got a troll motor I control four miles an hour with now. You know, you can only <laughs> idle. You can only idle with that thing at four miles an hour. So I will have it if I want to, but you know, for right now, Humminbird 360 and Live Scope, I feel like that's still one of the better setups. You know, as far as as far as fishability wise, you know, as far as on the on the console, you can see a lot of stuff with side imaging, you know, and, and then go back over it or whatever. So, I mean, <clears throat> I understand why people are doing it, but I don't think it's make or break. Like, I, I really don't. It's way more important to where people are overlooking how important it is to be able to read a map. All that matters is that you stop your boat really, really close to them. Because if you don't stop your boat within 100 feet of the fish, it don't matter. No matter what you got on there, you're not going to see them, you know? So that's the thing is getting around them. If you get around them, how many, live, how many you know, transducers do you need to catch them? That's the question. My, I love uh, I love that because in all the internet chatter, you know, everybody's like, well, I don't have live scope, so I can't catch them. Or, well, you only catch them because you got live scope. And you're right. I don't care if you got 40 transducers. If you're not where you can see one, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Yeah. I got places I can turn you loose with all the transducers you want and go, good luck, big guy. Catch yeah. one right through here. I can mark you a stretch on Pickwick right now and say, take off. Yeah. I dare you to find one. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. That That's uh, – that's a really good point, man. And I, I think, you know, with technology changing, I think mapping really will be the next thing that we see something crazy in. And I and I say that I, I've talked to to folks at Garmin and folks at Lawrence over the years, and I really do think that's what we're on the edge of is something that's going to blow all of our minds when it comes to mapping at some point. And I and and that's a to me sitting here today with all the negativity around forward facing and people like oh it's hurting the fisheries it's doing this it's doing that that to me could be the biggest game changer because the advantage that people like yourself have and so many other fantastic anglers is they can break down a map they can see where they need to be looking and a lot of just and i don't want to say average anglers but just your casual guy goes out there he can't do that as well but if you give it to him in a touch of a button that's that does scare me a little bit if if it's got a big red X on it, like try here. Like that's, that, that could change things. Yeah. And I mean, it, it has to go that way because like, just say the Tennessee river in, in, in the summer, whenever they're off school, off school, offshore on, in schools or on ledges, whatever, like you can sit at home and pull a map out and be like, okay, this is Pickwick. These are the 21 places they might be. These are the 12 places they're going to be, yep. you know, and, and it's like, you know, you can take that, and if you understand what you're looking at, you can do it on almost every single lake. And there's some sneaky places, too, that, that are kind of on, on nothing that, you know, they just get occasionally. And that's, the, that's what sets people apart. But for the most part, like, you can tell where they're going to be in their migration. And, I mean, <clears throat> I hate to be like, sound like this, but, like, if you get some of these AI programs, I'm sure they can, they can fill a map up, like, pretty quick like they, they, they have to be able because i mean the ai programs are learning and so the pro best professional online poker players played against ai the first game they beat them 
right? The poker players beat them. The second game, it was really, really close, but the pros beat them. The third game, it was not close. The AI crushed the pro poker players because the AI learns whenever mm-hmm. you input stuff, and they see what you're doing, and they counter it. So, I mean, there's a lot of things where, I mean, it could definitely happen. Is it going to be legal? I don't know. But <laughs> I, I, I would assume it will be because, I mean, why not? But, I mean, that is the point where, Whatever you say, you pull up to right here, you drop your trolling motor right here, this is the bait they're probably going to bite. You know, <laughs> that, that, that's the point where it's like, all right, let's turn it all off and go flipping, you know, because... Now let's go punch mats. Because, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the hunt is what we, we all do it for, right? Oh, for sure. Put the pieces of, like, there's a moment where you get that bite and it's the last piece of the puzzle and you're like, oh my God, we're about to smash them. Like that's, that's the moment, even though you've only got two fish and you just feel like you got that last puzzle piece, that's the moment and you go running around chasing it. That's what we live for, you know? And, and whenever that's completely shortcutted, it's just going to take a lot of the sport out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that you brought out up AI. And one of the things that I love about Kyle Welcher is you're a thinker, man. And you're an outside the box dude. You're, there aren't many fishermen that I've ever talked to that I think think the way you do and i think it's what makes you so successful and i have messed around with a lot of ai stuff this year oh yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean it's just and and some others because there are some crazy ones out there i went to a i went to a business conference back back last spring and they had a guy speak on ai and dude i i was one of the only ones in the room was a lot of uh as my buddy darian craig called me yesterday a boomer uh, I'm not I'm 40 years old. Darian's like you boomer uh, over a question I had for him. But anyways, I was one of the only ones taking notes in this room and I was looking around like everybody's kind of rolling their eyes and laughing. And dude, this guy was going over. He was from San Diego and he was talking about all these different programs. And man, there are video editing softwares. There are audio uh, softwares. There are, you can do PowerPoint presentations, but I've played with some of these this year in business. And it's crazy. You get in there and type up like, I want a description for the low budget live podcast and you feed them nothing else other than that. And he goes, good low budget live podcast is and you're going, that's terrifying. It's yeah. terrifying. So, so what happens, like you're saying, if you go going to Pickwick <laughs> yeah. in June, Pickwick Lake need to find largemouth bass. Like when we get that advance with something and he goes, start in bear Creek, (laughs) throw a DD 22, DT 20, whatever. Uh, That's kind of scary to think about. I've not really kicked that around in my head with AI and fishing, but you bringing that up now, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm terrified. They're going to take over the robots. And and it's, it it has to get to a level where the forward facing sonar can with at least like 90% accurately accuracy, tell you what type of fish you're looking at. Yeah. You know, like that, that has to get to a, to a certain level. Like, cause I can tell the difference, you know, mm-hmm. n- not a hundred percent. I don't care what nobody says. You can't tell a hundred percent, but you can tell up to probably 90 or 95% accuracy of, of what fish you're looking at, you know, and there, there, it has to get to a point where it's like, you know, the carp glow blue, you know, and then the, the bass are, the bass are green. And then the, you know, the bluegill are this color. But, I mean, it, it, it almost has to get to that point, right? Like, if you look back five years, how far it's came, I don't think oh, it's, yeah. I don't think it's a, a stretch to say in five years it's going to probably – because it grows exponentially, right? 
Yes. It's going to go way faster for the next five years than it did for the past five years. But I don't know if it'll be as revolutionary to the sport as the past five years because it's already it's going to keep improving, but it's not going to completely change the game like it already has, you know, because (laughs) it went from it went from almost being non-existent to like the focal point in five in six years, probably. And now now it's, you know, not going to revolutionize the sport, but it's going to improve at least as much more, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we've seen that kind of wave of, oh, my gosh, it kind of taking over kind of like we do with the Alabama rig, and then it kind of settles down, and now it's just what's next. You know, like you're yeah. saying, can I get on my screen? And it says, bass, 60 feet. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> throw to Mickey. You know, throw, reloader. <laughs> and then there's a laser across the – so you cast perfectly straight across the top of the water. So you're like, <laughs> it just stops at 60 feet. <laughs> it'll say it'll say jacob wheeler would use this in this situation like i got airpods in yeah, <laughs> linked to my ground you should be wacky yeah, for sure wheeler would yes the wheeler would app we need you and i need it we'll partner on it you know i'm unemployed right now kyle so <laughs> we'll we'll partner on the wheeler wood app i like that yeah. all right we'll get we'll we'll kick jacob a little bit of money I'll text yeah. him, tell him we got a we got a big idea coming here. We need his we need we need him to voice over it too, like serious. Like, hey Jacob, <laughs> AI Jacob, I would throw this here, ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great idea, dude. Somebody's that gonna is. steal that right now. Somebody watching this show this week is gonna steal that. That's way smarter than me and has more money. And there will be that app where you ask Jacob Wheeler for advice. It's like the old color selector or whatever it was where you could oh yeah out of the water and tell you what color worm to throw it's going to be the ash jacob <laughs> the ash jacob well, and then 90 percent of the time it's going to be a gizzard shed freeloader <laughs> I was gonna that's say, what you need to throw that's what it's going to say all it's going to sell a bunch of freeloaders man i got my hands on that stinking thing early i i got I'm, I'm lucky to have friends in good places and i got a box of those this summer and it's uh it's a good little snack for them they like it <laughs> he oh, did absolutely. a good job with it yeah he did he I have been with Crest City, and I had them, like, way – I mean, I didn't throw them, I, like, as much as I should have. I used them as, you know, chatterbait trailer. I used them yeah. a little bit whenever I heard about it. But, like, it is, it's such a powerful bait that I let sit in the boat and not get as much action as it should have. And so now I'm kind of kicking myself in the tail for that because I had, I had them very early being sponsored by them, you know, and then did not – optimize their potential which is a and as a bass fisherman you have to optimize the potential when you got a little secret you know and i no doubt that was a mess up on my part and now the cat's out of the bag because him winning a tournament all that i had i had one bag of them left it was so funny i had a really good friend of mine on gunnersville watching that coverage and i had uh we were texting back and forth and he's one of the best fishermen on gunnersville and one of my best friends. And anyways, he's like, uh, dude, are you seeing this thing that Wheeler's throwing? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm seeing it. Well, I sent him a picture and he's like, what? And I said, yeah, I know a guy. He's like, he had a <laughs> tournament the next week. He said, bro, I will give you a thousand dollars for that bag of baits. And I, I said, listen, they were sent to me. They haven't released them yet. Like I, I can't do it. And he said, he's like, dude, give me one. He's like, just get, I just need one and some super glue. Give me one. He was begging. It was one of the funniest moments of my life because he's like, what is this witchcraft that Jacob's yeah. got? And I'm like, I can show you what it is. But yeah. uh, very, very cool. And I know, man, uh, 
running the Rapala stuff. And obviously, like you said, you've been with Crush City. Uh, and again, that's what I, I'm getting at. Like, I do not get, okay, I'm going to get on Instagram. I'm going to get on Facebook. I see something Kyle Wilcher. I can't get away from you. And I and I love it so much because it's, uh, I just, from the first time I interviewed you, it was before a St. John's River tournament, maybe, maybe your second year. And you guys had just gotten set up in a hotel down there. And and we talked to YouTube because you you were like me and Darian were doing the show up shut up back then and it might have been 2020 actually and uh, ever 2021 you're like I'm challenging you and Darian I'm gonna really come beat y'all and I'm glad we never agreed to that because <laughs> we were both very embarrassed but uh, but but just you talking about how hard you were working on the YouTube and then seeing that and seeing it all come together for you on both sides man has been very exciting and inspirational too because. You, you, we see all of it in pro fishing, the good and the bad. And we've seen some stuff this off season where people are like, well, I think I deserve more because I'm here. And I don't think people realize, and I'm not knocking that mentality, whatever, to each their own. If he's happy, I'm happy. But, but for me, it's, you have to work. And I think you are the epitome of hard work on and off the water. And it's just awesome to see the success, man. So I just want to, I want to congratulate you on that again. That's just too cool to see. And and I swear it's the algorithm loves to show me Kyle Welcher. And it's not just your because I follow your stuff, obviously, but it's other man, whether it's uh, you know, uh what's it, untamed? Yeah, the untamed dude's just constant thrown my way. I get it all the time. It's awesome to see. Well, I'm glad because it, it, it all helps. And you know, th- this past like uh probably month, two months since we've had the baby, it's been you know, we've kind of slacked a little bit on it, but it's a time where, you know, it's different for us. So we wanted to make sure that we enjoyed it. But, you know, we've slacked a little bit on YouTube for the past couple of months. But it is, it's one of those things where you get out of it what you put into it. And that's, that literally, I love things like that. Because the harder you work, you know, the the, the better it gets. And it's not, it's not, it's not like physical labor. It's mental labor. Because, Trends change so fast as far as what thumbnails you need, what titles you need, which keywords work. And I've never really been on top of it because bass fishing tournaments are my number one priority. But mm-hmm. like, I, I love that about social media is the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. And <clears throat> I just love things that are structured that way because I like to, you know, go the extra mile a lot of times. So I appreciate you saying that. And that's, I mean, it really, it really resonates with me because that's, that's how social media is, you know? Well, and I, I just, like I said, it's inspirational to see like, all right, this is a dude that takes his time, puts in, you know, utilizes his time, puts in the work and like it, it's paying off, dude. Like it's yeah. paying off, not only on the elite series, but off. And I think to have this career that you're, you're in the middle of and that you're going to have for a very long time for all the young kids that might be listening to this college, high school, like you got to do that. Now yeah. the option is not show up, fish the tournament, wear a jersey, and then go home. No. Even if, if you win all eight Elite Series, you still are going to have to do other things. I talked to uh, to uh, somebody I like to refer to as grumpy old man, Gerald Swindle, last night. And, uh, and, and, and seriously, it's, I think about Gerald and how successful he is on and off the water, and people see what, you know, what he does and the, maybe the things he has, and, and I don't think they ever realize – because G and I are both very busy in life, and the only times we get to talk are when we're traveling most of the time, to and yeah. from places. We're on the phone, he's either driving or he's sitting in an airport, and the same with me. And uh, we talked last night for about an hour. It's the first time we had talked in a, in a couple of weeks. And he's headed to a boat show. 
Yeah. Headed to a dealer open house, terrible weather. And dude, here's the thing. He ain't got to do it. Not He's at been all. successful for so long, but A, he loves it. And he has this work ethic that he's not going to bitch about it. He's just going to get in the truck and go do it because he knows he owes that to his partners that believe in him. And, and I just think like at his, at his age and I poke fun of, geez, not that old and he's in better shape than I'll ever be. But I do like to call him old because it kind of gets in his head. Let's be honest. So he, he does though, man, he doesn't stop. He does not stop. And I, when I see people that are entitled or different things, I'm just like, dude, that guy. And it's the same with Van Damme. It's the same with Iconelli. It's the, I can go down the list of so many legends in the sport and son, they don't back off the throttle. Right. And, and you know, so it's, it's refreshing to see at your age and with your accomplishments that you're just like, dude, let's go like yeah. gas on the fire. It's awesome to see. I still like, I talked to Swindle a really good bit. Me and him are really good friends, yeah. but like, oh, yeah. he, he's on another level. Even I feel like than me, as far as, and I'm, you know, a little bit younger than him. I, I ain't gonna get on him like you do. I did <laughs> actually though. I do get on him about them new balance bears. Cause he, he, he was showing them off one day in the boatyard, and I, he was like, you need to get you some of these Welcher. I was like, I ain't near old enough to wear you New Balances yet. But we, we did we did just have a baby, so that might be in our near future. But You might I, be wearing some new high white socks soon. Yeah. Some knee-high white socks and some white New Balance soon. <laughs> I, I hope not. But, I hope not, too. <laughs> so I talked to him, and, and it's exactly what you said. Like, it's, he's always thinking about what video he's going to – you know, not, not that he plans a video – but he, he's he's really structured as far as like you know th this sponsorship is going this direction. I need to you know help them like this with a video, or I need to be here. And he's always on the move, just like you said. And if anything, it motivates me a lot because like he's so successful in the sport, and like I said, he doesn't have to. And people from the outside looking in are like, man, you know he's got it made. I'm like, you don't want his schedule. You, no sir, you do not want his schedule. No you know? sir. So. For me, it's like it, it motivates me. Like whenever I see people that are that are always on the move, it motivates me to do more. It's like <clears throat> that's why I don't understand why people post. Like I'm easy to motivate from other people. I'm so competitive. If I see somebody on Toledo Bend posting a picture of a bass, I'm going. Like, I'm gonna, in, like yeah, it gets in I'll your crawl. Right? Yeah. So that happened to me last year. I saw an angler posting on. I, I was planning on going to uh, St. Clair and pre-practicing for like three days. And I saw an angler posted, and I was like, he's already there. I'm going. So I left like the next morning, you know. And that, I love that's, it. Just, that's just how I am whenever I, whenever I see it, it. It motivates me to want to do more, you know, because I know how valuable he is to his sponsors. And, th and that, that's how I want to be, you know. Like, I want to be part – I want to be a big part of the team like he is, you know. So I, my hat's off to those guys. I mean, even even Wheeler's like that, you know. It's, it's, oh, it's man. unbelievable schedule. Yes, very much in the same vein and doesn't have yeah. to necessarily. The dude has a ton of tournament wins every year, right. but again, the people that partner with him, he goes the extra mile. I think he's, he's gone right now out of the country. I was talking uh, to a friend of his earlier this week, like the dude never stops. Yeah. And and you see, and, and like you, you're getting this now, you became a dad, like Wheeler's also a fantastic dad, right? Yeah. Fantastic. Hunt. Like he, he, I saw him, posting pictures in the snow with his kids and now he's on a work trip like it he balances it all out but that dude goes and i've told it on here a million times it was before he won the flw at chick the uh super tournament the year uh that they did the the super tournament deals during covid and 
they had been to Florida for heavy hitters. I go to the random Waterloo boat ramp on Pickwick on like a Tuesday. He's there working on because Chick's off limits. So he's yeah. three hours from home, just, you know, just working on his offshore game, even though he just finished second at Toyota on Pickwick a few weeks earlier and then goes to win that. And I'm like, so you want to beat that guy? Yeah. You better, you, you better tighten up if well, you want to. The problem is he's already better than you. Yeah. You know, and he won't he won't give you an inch. No. You know, like what do you like? How do you catch him? You know, that's crazy. You got to work. I mean, that's your, only hope. that's your only hope. And 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 it's like trying to fight Mike Tyson. You got to hope that there's just one opening where he makes the wrong move, but those don't happen very often. Yeah. That's, right. Uh, it's incredible, man. A uh, couple more things, dude, and I, I'll let you get back to the family. I appreciate you so much. Like I said, short notice and and getting you on. Talking about all all the uh, and I could talk to you all day. I want to do an in person with you. We might go for four hours because I feel like you and I could really go down some damn wormholes. Uh, <laughs> but and, uh, talking about adding that you know that forward facing sonar game to your shallow game because I, I love watching you pick apart a bank. Uh, yeah. You know, your skill set's in, insane to me to watch. But do you have a weakness, Kyle Welcher? Do you have a weakness in your fishing game that you are that you worry about or that you are trying to work on to get better at? What would that be? It's it's hundred percent Tennessee River ledge fishing. Like the 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 Tennessee River, me and Hunter was talking about this literally yesterday. That the Tennessee River fits my strengths like 10 months out of the year. But whenever they get offshore. I just don't have the the experience, honestly. Like, since I've been on the Elites, we've had one ledge tournament. Literally one since I've been on the Elites. So, I actually caught them good on day one, struggled on day two, only caught four fish. And, I mean, that was on Pickwick when there are a million offshore. But <laughs> there's a million offshore on 16 places, and I'm mm-hmm. boat 96. What you going to do, you know? So, <clears throat> anyways, that's definitely my, my weakness. I mean, I've probably – I've definitely got – less than 15 days in my life ledge fishing you know like i've just probably maybe less than 10 like i've just never done it you know like almost never so that's definitely my biggest strength and luckily you don't have to do it as much anymore because (laughs) they get off they don't all get on the on the on the tip of a point you know so uh, luckily luckily we i hope we won't have to do that this year well well we got uh you've got tennessee river pickwick July, it's gonna July. be kind of, yeah, it's gonna be kind of funky. Uh, MPFLs there, but but I feel like like we, you we said, Wheeler. oh yeah, you guys have Wheeler, yeah, in uh, June too. But I think the cool thing, and that's what I was gonna say about Pickwick and Wheeler. Now there's a lot of options, man, and the, yeah. and the fisheries are getting better again, and the grass is everywhere, and hopefully this year the cold didn't ruin it. I pray that's not the case, but, uh, but those fish, are, there's a lot of, they're versatile. You don't just have to sit on some, you know, tip of a point with nine other people, rub rail to rub rail to rub rail. And with electronics and things like you're saying, you can maybe slide around and find some stuff. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to the Wheeler one, man. I'm glad they're coming back and I hope it, it shows out for you guys. I forgot about that though. So you got two Tennessee river yeah. tournaments right there and a stretch of about three weeks. So I'll, I'll put some work in for, for that this year. I mean, I definitely will. So, I mean, I know it's my, my weakness and it doesn't, all it takes is kind of, it's, it's almost intuitive about where you are. And like, dude, some of these guys just know these fish are going to bite this bait, you know? And then some of these, and then I'm just out there like throw a 10 
see through there. They didn't bite that. Shake your head, Tom. You know, like so <laughs> I, I, I just I'm just not on the level of some of these other people just because of experience. But pick week in July. My personal opinion is when those fish get done spawning, the most of them are out there. July, they start to kind of trickle back up a little bit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I think in, in, in July on NPFL, we're not going to have to do that. Now, I may choose to do it, but I don't think we're going to have to do it. So yeah. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about that one. I, I like it when it's hot. I'm actually disappointed. June in Alabama is phenomenal. Even if you're not ledge fishing, yeah. like it's so good. It's some of the best fishing we have around on, on all the lakes. And I mean, it's a shame that every time we fish in June, it's offshore because man, the top water bite, the flipping bite, like the grass bite is so Swim good. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. And then we're, we always go to the Tennessee river if we do fish down here, but you know, e either, either way, you know. Now wait, you getting your wish, big guy. You're getting to go to Smith in June. <laughs> That ain't that don't count. <laughs> I was gonna say, hang on now. Somebody from Bass is gonna watch this and go. Kyle Welcher was grappling about the schedule, and we are going to Alabama in June. Dad Gummit, we're going yeah, right well. before the Fourth of July, so Kyle can learn to wakeboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the most fun thing you could do there is bring your wakeboard, hundred percent, and your wakeboard and your speedo, and just go out on Smith for a day. I already t I told uh, John Cox on this show that I am gonna I'm gonna find a mastercraft or something cool that week. And I'm going to provide a service. I'm going to do live podcasts on the water all week, but I'm going to bring y'all waters and like cold towel. I'm just going to follow y'all around all week. That's going to be low budget live. Uh, oh, we lost Kyle. Kyle dropped out and he's back. Hang on. Let's get him back in here. I dropped, I dropped you. I, you dropped out just for a second. So I said, I'm going to provide a service. I'm going to be like a, a concession stand and a floating yeah. podcast studio in somebody's mastercraft or tritune. And I'm just going to be out there helping protect y'all from the wakeboarders and keep y'all cool. <laughs> uh, well, we, we need that for sure. Cause I mean, I will pay people to not drive by me. Like that's, I'll get to that level. Cause I mean, but sometimes on that clear water spots and smallmouth. It, it helps. I've, oh, seen yeah, it. Like, I've seen them bite because of it. Now, it don't make it any more fun to fish in, <laughs> but I've seen them bite because of the waves. I, I really think, and people are going to roll their eyes and go ahead and y'all comment and tell me I'm an idiot, and that's fine. Y'all do every week. But I think that's going to be the most fun tournament. Maybe not the most fun. Shouldn't word it like that. The most intriguing tournament, period, of the entire season. I think that is the absolute swing tournament in somebody's year for sure because you're going to have guys get way 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 spun out in that one they're already spun out like you, you know what i mean like that's just that that's going to be a pressure cooker uh and i would also like to say bass has a unique opportunity they could have had a night tournament i think it would have been cool we oh, got i'm all in on that oh i know you are for sure they don't, yeah, I don't think y'all don't want to mess with Jordan Lee at night down there. I don't think he got a lot of he got a lot of nights on that pond. Yeah, <laughs> and well, Gerald, and G, like, that is true. That's, uh, but but truly, man, think about how cool that could be with uh, technology we got now and cameras and everything. I gotta think there's a way we could have filmed uh, an elite series at night. They had an opportunity. You know what, Chris Bose and crew, Chase Anderson, y'all call me. I, I'm I'm an idea guy. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I, I think on Smith, so in the Elite Series, it's rare to see somebody catch nine bass and make the cut. Like, it's rare. Yeah, yeah. On Smith, I don't think it's going to be rare. It ain't going to be rare. Like, it's going to be like 
maybe like a lot of people can't sit and make the cut, you know, like you, that, that, that's how I feel anyways. Cause I mean, 15 inches are pretty good in June, you know, <laughs> like on that it, pond, especially <laughs> it's tough to come by. So I don't think I wouldn't be shocked if like somebody comes in pretty well without catching a limit a day, you know, that one's going to be, that's the wild card one for me. That's the like, and it's right there in that point in the season where it can kind of make your break you. And I, I love, I love it. I'm like, let's go. I mean, it's kind of like those Sabine tournaments, everybody gripes, but from a fan's perspective, watching it, I mean, I, dude, I'm all about it. Let's go. Let's go. It don't always have to be 30 pounds a day. We'll get right. that work in Toledo Bend, but let's, uh, let Smith, I'll bring y'all some popsicles and, uh, you can't have a cold beer, but we will, I'll have them on, on ice in the parking lot after the tournament for everybody. <laughs> there you go. You'll probably right. make a killing. Yeah, maybe, maybe let's hope I'm going to, I'm going to try. Um, before we go, dude, speaking of boats, this is, uh, again, Kyle Welcher everywhere. Kyle Welcher making big moves, but dude, you have, uh, You've joined up with Icon, and I feel like I would be remiss to not say something about that because those guys are making some waves. It's a new company, uh, but and, and your buddy Jacob's over there, Hunter's there, but they're they're starting to grow that pro staff. And uh, just talk about that a little bit, though. It was a big announcement last week for you. Yeah, so being in the industry, and you worked at TH, so yeah, man. you know how some of these boat companies are to deal with. There's a very poor relationship, typically, at most boat companies, you know, and that is not the case at Icon. Like that, to me, that was the whole thing is like, we were on the phone last night talking about the, the boat and, you know, any kind of things we want to change going forward and stuff. And like getting to have that kind of an input between all of us and the actual top brass is, to, to me, it's huge. That's what I like doing. Like I like, I'm a tinkerer and I've never been able to tinker with boats, you know, but it's a pretty cool opportunity. And it's just a super, super nice boat. And it's, I mean, it, from here, you know, a lot of y'all talk at Express. It's a very similar relationship there, it seems like. For sure, yes. So that's what makes you so proud to represent those types of brands. You know, like whenever you really believe and you see the work that goes into it and why this was built this way and what the purpose is of this, your confidence level just goes up and up and up and up because you understand why. It's not just somebody giving you a boat and saying, here, go fish out of this. Like it's, yeah. it's a completely different relationship and, on top of that, it's by far way too nice of a boat for somebody that likes to bump docks and, and ride up in backwaters oh. and jump stumps and jump sandbars. Yeah. They have the perfect R&D guy with you. A hundred percent, because I break everything. And I mean, I I mean, the boat really is the nicest boat I've ever seen. Like, it's it don't even make sense that I get to carry that thing around the country. Luckily, usually... I get the 18 inch rims or 20 inch rims on my boat. Usually it's about three turns before I've knocked a bunch of those paint off. Luckily on this one, we have not done it yet and no major scratches or anything on it, but I have, you know, I, I'll definitely test this boat, but I'm just super excited to, to see the direction they're trying to go. And I mean, they, they have a huge yacht company behind them. Like they, they know how to do this. You know, they're just trying to kind of find their lane in the industry and, and improve it. That's, that's what matters to me with all my companies. How can you get better today than you were yesterday? Next year, the product needs to be better than it was last year. And I mean, <clears throat> that's not to say the products aren't great now, but technology and everything, you have to keep improving. And it just yes. it gives me a lot of confidence to be with companies like that, that, that the, the goalpost is moving forward every single year. Like, that's what I like. That's what I want to be a part of. And I'm, I'm excited to, to be with them. And I mean, I, I love those guys over there. 
Well, I, and I, I love the how you're mentioning that, but the team part of that, and I say that on, on my express reads on here all the time, and I, I do mean that. It's it's a family. And look, I, I deal with a lot of boat companies in this industry, and there are a lot of really, really good ones. Uh, they're family-owned, and and they're very much treat their anglers like a team and, and things like that. But, but I think when you're on a pro staff, whether it's a, a boat company, uh, lure company, whatever the case is, when you have that relationship, and I'm fortunate to have a couple, and I, and I know you do as well, is you are part of something. And they do value, A, what you bring to the table because they reach out to you and, and you know, for the initial conversations and things. But then once you work with them, they care about your opinion. If you right. say, hey, this this right here, ah, maybe we should do it like this. And, and you watch a guy go, well, hang on a second. And he starts taking notes, uh, you know, whether you're in an in-person meeting, Zoom call, whatever. And I've just seen that with Express. And I thought for for Icon, it was it was genius what they did with leaning on Jacob, right? And they've got fantastic engineers up there uh, that are very boat-minded, obviously. And I've had several conversations with those guys but um, in, in my former life. But they, uh, you know, leaning on Jacob to go, hey, well, how can we make this better how, for a tournament angler and building a true tournament boat? And I, like I say, it's the same for Express, and it's the same for a lot of the companies out there. Um, so I, it's very important, and I say again to somebody listening to this, when you're picking sponsors to work with, don't just go with somebody that picks up the phone. And if you got somebody that calls you, you know, okay, cool. You're going to give me three bags of worms. Like what's the overall relationship. And as a pro angler, as a promoter, as an influencer, whatever the case may be, whatever you represent, having some say in an R and D world, having some say in the overall, like you're saying, moving those goalposts for dude, that's just, that is a dream scenario. So uh, congrats on that, man. And I know you're very involved with every company that you're with. Yeah. I, I, I try to be, you know, but the, the exactly what you said, the relationship and the team is everything. Like there's a lot of companies that whenever you're winning, want to come in for like a flash in the pan, kind of a mm. like, Hey, we want to give you this much money, but whenever you win, and then, you know, when you have a couple bad years, it's going to go down the drains, but, I mean, which is inevitable. You're not going to win the classic or win AOI or win tournaments every single year. Like, it's just like, I want to, I'm trying everything I can to, but it's not possible. And when you have that relationship, you know, and, and the mutual respect, it's more of a, a kind of steady growth towards a common goal. And that's what I have tried to align myself with. And right now I'm super, super pleased with my stable of sponsors. You know, like I'm it's better than I ever thought it would be, you know, as far as the relationships that I have. It's not it's not them just coming saying, hey, you post this on YouTube. You know, like it's not it's not like that, you know, it's, and with some companies. It can be like that. Amen. (laughs) Proof of it. Yeah. Amen. You know, so I'm I'm super pleased and, you know, I'm I'm happy with where I'm at. Well, and, and, and it's well-deserved brother. Uh, you're earning it each and every day and, uh, congrats on everything. Congrats on being a daddy. Congrats on angler of the year. And, uh, I am grateful to have you on the MPFL this year, hanging out with me and Fat Cat. And I hope that, uh, you know, we cover the top five at the tournament. So I'm hoping we get some Kyle Welcher camera time. It's going to be fun for everybody. Hopefully, hopefully we sneak in there at some point throughout the year. We got a couple, got a couple that are going to be weird, but a couple that I'm looking forward to that I think, you know, we, we could have a shot weather depending. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited about that. And I'm super excited to get those started here in 
about a week, I guess. Yeah, we're it's coming, buddy. A couple weeks, and uh, you guys are big freezing at Logan Martin. Hopefully, the weather takes a turn. This old Alabama weather. Well, Kyle Welcher, I appreciate you, everybody watching this. Make sure if you're not subscribed to Kyle's YouTube, it's fantastic. Go follow him on all social media channels. He's there's never a shortage of content he's putting in the work each and every day uh, for all y'all to check out. So make sure you do that. Kyle, thank you so much, buddy. Yep. Thanks for having me. We'll see you. All right. That's all she wrote with the champ, the 2023 Bassmaster Elite Series Angler of the Year, fixing to be an MPFL pro as well this year. He's had a lot of tournaments to the slate. I appreciate him coming on and all this crazy weather and just craziness period in life. Lots of changes as we discuss there going on for Kyle Welcher. But uh, thank him for coming on. And I thank all of you, the low lifers, for tuning in each and every week here, Low Budget Live. We're going to keep doing it. Y'all keep tuning in. We're going to keep doing it. Also, I want to say locked down the classic venue for the Low Budget Live, 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 Live trying to get a uh, trying to get a head count on capacity for the place got some exciting announcements got some big things that are going to happen that night and uh, be dropping some information on y'all very very soon because we're just a couple months out from that uh, that that night that we can all hang together there all the low lifers at the bassmaster classic Tulsa Oklahoma look forward to that I'm gonna take you out with some Biloxi blues and I will see y'all next week. With more low budget live. See ya. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows. I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway that does not know my name. Don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6'8 Western. Oh, I'm ill there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.